Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking all about RFID. But first, I want to remind you to subscribe to our 365 e-newsletter. And this can actually help you stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting the construction industry. So you can do that by visiting ConExpo, conag.com slash subscribe. And I want to remind you, there's a lot of great information up there. So if you haven't done it, please go up there and subscribe. You know, take a look. I'm sure there's something you'll find really interesting to your organizational needs. So let's talk about what we're going to do today on the show, because we're really talking all about RFID. So for those of you who might not know what RFID is, it stands for Radio Frequency Identification, and it uses electromagnetic fields to automatically identify and track tags that are attached to objects. And for construction, I think this means being able to track your tools, materials, and even workers are those really big assets that you have in the field. So on today's episode, we're going to really dive into this technology and help you understand what it means for your construction job site. And as always, today we have a great guest that's going to join us to help us really understand the difference between passive and active tags at the job site. And he has 18 years of construction experience in material control and coordination. He also has been directly involved with both the planning and implementation of RFID with three different companies. Please welcome David Beaton, Director of Construction Services for Atlas RFID. David, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Peggy. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here this morning. Well, we're delighted to have you. So, David, first of all, I want everyone to understand what is Atlas RFID, because Atlas has a great history in the space. So let's introduce the company itself. Great. Yeah, so Atlas uh, Solutions was founded in 2007 by Robert Fuqua in Birmingham, Alabama, to bridge the gap between current auto ID technologies of the time and um, the requirement for clients to be productivity conscious. The software that came out of that is Jovix uh, Solutions, and Jovix's uh, purpose-built solution to provide real-time material readiness and visibility across the entire supply chain. And what I mean by that is presently, we have collaboration from suppliers to fabricators, owners, contractors, you know, the left-to-right collaboration across the supply chain of everybody within the Jovix platform that's been developed by Atlas RFID. And I think it's important when we talk about what's happening with what you're talking about with Atlas RFIDs doing or this Jovic solution because ID Tax you know, found that last year the total RFID market, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, was worth little over 11 billion. And that was up in 2016 from 10.52 billion. So if the market's growing and we're talking about tags and readers and software and services, you know, and this is important part because we're talking about things that we're doing at the job site and tagging things. And I think what's important with that, because now we're talking by 2022, they're saying that could be close to 15 billion. And we're looking at a lot of things at our job site that we need to keep track of. And that's what you're talking about right now in a way to bring solutions at the field so we know what we have 
and we have expensive assets sometimes that we need to know where they are at all times. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point, Peggy. Uh, the market capital for RFID is growing exponentially year over year, as you say, and and the the ability for us to improve the way that we do construction is unlike no other time. We're we're lagging so sorely behind in construction with the implementation of technologies such as um, RFID technology, and if we move as a united front into uh, a manner where we can unite fabricators, contractors, owners in using smart technologies such as RFIDs, we, we don't have the time for productivity loss in the field. And if we can implement RFID tags in the field, we, we have the ability to really decrease productivity erosion and save our clients a lot of money by using these passive and, and active RFID technologies. Absolutely. So, and that's a really great point because we talk about if we create these common data specific mandates, maybe we talk about, and there's numerous research and development activities, I think, that are being carried out that says we need to kind of eliminate this fragmented uh, nature that we have in the field right now that would actually bring together this global value chain, I think, that you just described, right? And I think that's the important because we reduce costs, but we increase productivity is what you just described. That's right. Yeah, the the existing paradigm and the fragmented, disparate systems that we have, we're we're multinational. We have fabricators all over the world. We have, you know, on some of these construction jobs, we have hundreds of suppliers. They all run their own systems. They all provide their own paper-based processes. And and the real terrible part is, on a weekly basis, each one of these disparate entities produce some sort of a report for the contractors and the owners to interpret and and try to get some idea of where am I holistically across my construction project. The solution that we bring in um, allows us to bring those disparate um, gaps, if you will, those disparate um, pieces of paper and, and technologies, bring them all into one collaborative aggregated system so that everybody's looking at the material status as it is today. We, we have the ability to go in and a supplier in China is looking at the exact same data that downtown Calgary, Alberta is looking at. And, and there's not too many softwares out there that can provide that left to right overall visibility to your entire supply chain and your entire construction project. So if we're thinking about this, how can a company best deploy, you know, if you think, cause what you've just described to me is this disruptive technology onto a construction job site. I think the idea that you're saying is that because we have a lack of established standards, it inhibits, I think, the commercial use of RFID tags in some way. So I think what you're just describing is we need to have disruptive technology on a job site to make us more effective. Is is there a way that a construction company can do that? Oh, absolutely. And that's really where Atlas uh, really shines. So when we come in and start looking at deploying on, on a construction job site, what we do is we take a look at the entire geoscape, we call it, the the entire um, picture of all the various suppliers, fabricators, the how everything is orchestrated on your complex construction project site. From there, what we'll do is we'll analyze the best use of RFID tags, whether that be installation of the tags in another country at another supplier or fabricator, whether it's just using barcodes because some materials, you don't actually need to RFID tag everything. Um, so we'll do an analysis of exactly what needs to be done at various stages and various steps and various locations. And we'll come up with the best solution possible in order to maximize 
the deployment of that particular disruptive technology on the construction job site. Atlas has been doing these material readiness assessments for some time, and oftentimes the owners and the contractors that we sit with, they're scratching their heads, asking them questions, and we're, we're you know, trying to frame it in such a way that they're discovering for themselves how they're going to be doing business as well. So it's a very revealing process that we go through up front in order to really maximize the deployment of this technology. When you look at these material readiness, is it then in kind of creating these more efficiencies so that you have better materials management workflow? Are you actually helping them increase labor productivity? I mean, what actually comes out of these readiness kind of programs that you're talking about? Yeah, that's that's a great follow-up question. Um, So materials readiness at its most fundamental, most basic level is having the right materials at the right time, in the right place, and in, in a quality that your owner or the end user would expect. So... That's that's an easy thing to say, but it's harder to actually go out and perform. And and like I was saying earlier, the traditional paradigm and the way that we do business today in paper and disparate processes and technologies doesn't allow us to truly tackle that right materials in the right place at the right time, simplicity of materials readiness. Um, what we what we have though is through the use of Jovix and through positive material location identification, what we like to call it with GPS and RFID technology, in concert with a robust platform such as Jovix, we have the ability to monitor receipts, issuances, inspections, uh, movements of materials from one laydown to to the other, or even one country to another, in order to provide true real time visibility of materials across your supply chain. And think about that, because when we talk about technology at a job site, we always talk about it being very disparate. And you talked about that being right place at the right time is very critical for reducing costs. And I think at construction job sites, we're now trying to bring those technologies you just mentioned, GPS, real-time information, getting those inspections, because how much is how many times do we have so many repeat inspections? So there's a lot of things here that increase efficiencies so that we can get the jobs done because we don't get jobs done on time. So we're really doing a lot of things here that we forget about getting the job done when we need it to be done, right? I mean, those are things we're not thinking about just when we look at RFID. Absolutely. You know, COA did a study just recently, um, and what they discovered is upwards of 20% of time spent by a standard craft worker on a construction job site is spent looking for material. That tells me that from a visibility standpoint, either the material is arriving late or it arrived and it, it was misplaced or lost or used within another process used within another installation. And so that 20% of time that is you know, effectively lost every single day or 20% of every hour, we, we have the ability to really reduce that productivity erosion that we have in construction jobs today and, and maximize the visibility of these materials so that we can really maximize productivity across the entire construction supply chain. You know, we make fun sometimes that we can't find our tools, but think about we can't find our materials. How much of materials that's wasted, but man hours are wasted looking for those materials as we don't have productive workers and we have a shortage of workers. So when we combine all that, there's a lot of costs here that sometimes we're not even calculating by not even being able to see this when we put all these numbers together. I mean, is, is, is some of this being taken into consideration when we look at 
how to best use, you know, RFID codes and tags, whether you use an active one or a passive one? Are we really looking at the benefits of what are coming out of this? Oh, absolutely we are. So um, as part of that material readiness assessment, what we do is we take a look at all the different material types that you'll be using on a project site, right from your, your vessels and columns and modules, right down to your tools, your hammers, your drills, and, and your tool crib commodities. And what we do is we take a look at every one of those materials and assess the risk that comes to the project in the event that you can't find that material when you require it. Based on that risk, the replacement value, the replacement risk, the number of them that have been purchased, we will tailor make uh, a, a tagging strategy for you that is 100% tied directly to the materials that you'll be managing. So in some cases, you'll have active tags. They beacon off across an entire kilometer. You're able to pick them up. Um, they're, you know, through, you know, two feet, three feet of snow. You can pick them up a, a kilometer away. And in some cases, that's the best way to go for certain commodities and certain assets. In other cases, we're going to recommend passive RFID. Passive RFID um, has the ability to be picked up within about a three-meter radius. We're getting a lot of success with this right now um, on a couple of our deployments. And for some assets, the, the lower-risk assets, but you still got to keep your hands on them, passive RFID is the way to go. And then you have your, your bulk commodities, things that you don't want to go missing because you don't want to re-procure or waste money re-procuring items. But at the same time, they don't really warrant the value of affixing an RFID tag and making that association. So we just use barcodes for those things. We'll walk you through that entire process and and tailor make a tagging strategy that makes sense to you to absolutely minimize the the possibility of loss, misplaced, or refabricated materials on your project site for those items. And that's where people get confused when we think about what RFID can do because we talk about a barcode, passive, active tags. It's really important to know that not every tag is right for the right situation. And it's very important to know that. And you have to really walk people through what type of tag is the best solution for the best operation, right? Absolutely. There's a use case for um, various tags for various applications. And we have enough um, history and experience on various projects, different parts of the world. You know, we're, we're working in deserts right now. We're also working in northern Canada two entirely different climates, and based on those two different climates, we may have different recommendations for what type of, what type of tag is best for you to use. But um, we do have that experience and that history, and we will we'll walk you through that entire process and make sure that the right tag is selected for the right application. Let's really talk about the ROI of all of this, because I think when people look at RFID tags, they get confused about are they getting the best investment from those when you think about the materials management, you know, in those in that situation. So is there a way to look at this from a key performance indicator perspective that you can say, how am I going to track it to ensure I get those returns that are being realized? Is there a way for construction companies to really look at this and say, now I understand exactly what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, when I'm doing it, for what job, what project, whether it's upstream, wherever they might be working to really understand their budgets, and to understand the technology. Because some companies, as we, we mentioned earlier, have very disparate kind of operations, and they're not all connected. They don't have all the data analysis that they should have. And that makes it a little bit challenged because it's not all real-time for them, and that's part of what they don't have. So you have to come in there and help them look what they do have connected, what they don't have connected, and we're kind of a, it's kind of a puzzle piece when you're looking at it a little bit. 
Yeah, it really is. You know, um, that it's almost the center spoke of a wheel, if you will, right? It's, it's uh, the middle, the missing puzzle piece right in the center. And, and that's exactly the, what we're trying to do and what we're trying to solve. And from, from a, a measurement standpoint, you're talking about key performance indicators. One thing that we do have is data. We have data. Any supply chain, um, they, they definitely have a ton of data. It's what you do with that data that really matters. And, and what we have at our fingertips is, uh, integrated dashboard system within Jovix that allows you to look at cycle times for material receipts, cycle times for material issuances, looking at inspections and material preservation and maintenance records and ensuring that you, from a, from a measurement standpoint, you're, you're looking at, you know, is the, is the inspection done on time? What is the history of these various people doing the inspections? We can also look at supplier performance and over shorts of damages. We can look at those and, and determine which suppliers are performing as expected versus those suppliers that are underperforming. So yes, we, we can put up in, cycle times and KPIs in order to really show you the maximization of the investment that you're making in the RFID technology. And that doesn't even count things that you that are a little bit of softer savings, if you will, the the cost avoidance type of dollars that are hard to measure, but they're still there. And those are things such as the the time that it takes the the four person crew to walk around the laydown yard hand in hand looking for that pipe school or the time that it takes to to rush a, a new spool or a new valve to the fabrication shop because you couldn't find it. Um, these things I call cost avoidance because by using a technology such as Jovix, we are avoiding that from happening. So it's hard to put our finger on exactly what the cost of the hypothetical loss situation would be, but they're still there. And historically on job sites, you know, I've heard numbers in the, in, in and around two to 3% of overall TIC value is in lost and reprocured items. And so if you if you take a look at that two to three percent of an overall cost of a job, that's that's a big chunk of money that we're talking about there. And so we we can do this two ways. We can track the cycle times of each and individual transaction up front within the dashboard um, widgets within Jovix, but we can also address the the cost avoidance um, for lost and repurposed and reprocured materials as well. So do construction companies really have to look at all this data that we talk in KPIs and, and actually understand how to interpret it? Or are you actually looking at it for them? Because that's part of the problem. Because when you talk about cycle times, inspections, measurements, history, supplier performance, you know, we just mentioned cost avoidance, all of these things that we were just mentioning, sometimes companies know what they have to do. Construction firms get it, but they don't keep a close eye on the data. And data is great, but if you're not managing the data, it just isn't beneficial. So where on all of this do you come in to help them? Because I think that's where we miss the value of the data because we have Mm -hmm. to constantly monitor it to know where the weaknesses are that's coming up right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the whole garbage in, garbage out mentality. If you're getting garbage data into your system, then you're only as good as your weakest link. But um, rest assured that with with Atlas and with the Jovic software, we aggregate that data down and we distill it down to its most simplest level. Call it the thirty thousand foot view. Your your CEO, your C suite level, or your project director level. And what we have is simple graphs or pie charts to give you some indication of whether you're on track or not. From there the user has the ability to dive down deeper into the details. If they see something that they don't like within that particular metric, that, that key performance indicator, they have the ability of running um, additional reports associated with that glimpse or that insight. 
and provide um, additional details around why are we off the rails? What is it about the data that is causing me to slip off of what I would deem to be acceptable from a performance standpoint? And you can actually dive deeper into the, the information, and we facilitate that through the dashboards and, and provide that information down to whatever level of granularity that you would like. So looking at all this right now, are we saying that every asset that you have should be tagged? Right now, is, is every piece of equipment... Or are we managing certain pieces of equipment that should be tagged? Because we say tools and heavy equipment. What what do we really need to best deploy right now when we think about our construction job sites right now? Yeah, so I'm I'm of the belief that every piece of equipment and tool that's on your project site should have at least a barcode. And the reason why I say that is because when you're when you're doing a receipt or issuance, or if you're at the tool crib accepting a a hammer back, do you know if that's a 12 ounce hammer or a 16 ounce hammer? Is it a, a still or a Robinson? Um, by scanning that barcode, it takes all the guesswork away. All the human error is gone, and it expedites the process um, to the point where your toolkit technician can be spend, spending time doing other more purposeful things rather than disseminating the bag of tools that was just brought back to him. The same thing for fittings and elbows and electrical goods that are being brought back to your warehouse. If, if surplus is coming back or going to a warehouse and you have it all barcoded, the guesswork for grade and commodities and and hidden hidden aspects of schedule and wall thickness that all goes away by just scanning the barcode and and you can rest assured that when you're when you're looking at an inventory the gentleman didn't mistaken a sked 40 elbow for a sked 80 elbow and and you have the wrong commodity on your shelf so i'm of the belief that everything right up to the the large modules and vessels should have some sort of an auto auto ID technology implode or implied upon them and and that will provide that greater visibility that greater trust and that greater reliance across your supply chain. Why is it taken so long for construction companies to embrace this? I mean, when you, when you say this, it just makes sense. But why haven't we seen greater adoption? Is it cost? Is it fear? Is it lack of understanding? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's a combination of two things. I think it's a combination of cost of deployment is it's hard to wrap your head around the, the actual return on that investment that you're going to get. Um, and that is coupled with the deep pockets of some of these companies when it comes to construction. They have a short timeline and rather than spend the money, it, it's a short timeline and it's, it's not a repeatable process, right? The, oftentimes these construction jobs are a one of or a one off type of thing. It's not a, it's something that perpetuates into the, into the future, and it's like the lean process model where you can actually, over time, over the process of five or ten years, lean out your processes and become better and better over time using RFID. These are a one-and-done type of situation, and so they would rather throw more people at the problem than actual work, actually work up front to solve the problem, addressing it using some sort of an auto ID, RFID technology to gain that productivity. That's what I've been seeing in the past, but... The market is moving in such a way with oil and, and this downfall, or downturn, sorry. Um, it's moving in such a way where we need to be on on point with our estimates when it comes to labor productivity and, and labor costs on these project sites. And owners are really realizing that now that they can they can buy an additional insurance, if you will, by getting involved with an auto ID technology with Jovix up front. That gives them the insurance that they're going to be on point with their labor productivity down the road because they're not going to be looking for the materials. It's one factor that they won't have to worry about. Um, so those are the two reasons that I think that these these technologies haven't been deployed as deeply as we would like to see in tech in, in construction. We see them in other facets of 
automobile, uh, retail, medical. We see we see it all over the place, but not in construction. And I think those are the two reasons why, Peggy. But the prices now are starting to come down, right, as we've said, right? And we're starting to see this integration, like with Jovex, within other material management systems. Like, it's not that you can't integrate. We're starting to see some other ways that they can communicate and that you can make it so it's not like, you know, the construction companies say, I can't make it integrate we're starting to see more of this integration, more of this compatibility, right? Our, our companies are starting to communicate better. Yeah, so so Atlas actually has an open API now uh, that we just released in the last six months. And what the open API does is provide data endpoints to connect, uh, uh, you know, any ERP system really to our Jovic software. So gone are the days of imports and exports and flat files to connect databases we, we now have the ability to integrate with anyone, and we call them solution accelerators. Um, having the ability to slide information back and forth using using our open API technology really does help drive down that cost because now we're not dealing with indirect costs with flat filing information back and forth, but also the technology that we're using is coming down in price as well. Um, you know, active RFID technology is becoming more mainstream. Passive RFID technology has ISO standards, so it's very widely accepted. And those individual price points are, are definitely going down as time goes on. We're also moving across into mobile as well, so on Android and iOS devices. And having that ability to, you know, bring your own device, if you will, to use Jovix gives us the ability to drive those costs and those initial deployments and implementation costs down even further. So, Yes, our, our deployment is becoming more palatable as, as time goes on, and that coupled with our client's desire to be more productive in the field, I think is a perfect win situation for us to really disrupt con- construction and, and push it into the 21st century. And I think that's what you, we talk about. If we see more companies being able to easily integrate, as you call it, solution, accelerators, common APIs, I think we'll see greater adoption. What do you see the future looking like for construction as we go forward, you know, like you just said, in the 21st century, in the next 6, 12 months with, you know, RFID? So with, with RFID in the next 6, 12 months, I think we're going to see passive RFID definitely becoming the staple good. Um, active RFID has its place, but it comes at a higher price point. Passive is really, um, really eclipsing that by, at the lower price point, giving you the ability to tag more commodities. So I think in the next 6 to 12 months, you're going to see clients really jump on the passive um, bandwagon. And that coupled with our mobile platform on Samsung, um, our Android, sorry, and um, iOS devices, that's going to give us the ability with a low-cost auto ID coupled with a phone that you already have in your pocket. Um, that's the direction of the market, if you ask me. That's where we're going, and it's providing visibility to anybody within your workforce to look at the status of materials that affect them. Not just the people that will log into the, the server platform or not just the people that have a ruggedized tablet in the warehouse. It's providing that visibility to everybody within your supply chain, from your supplier in China to your fabricator in the States to the construction uh, work front right up in northern Alberta. It, it's giving that – I see it moving in the next 6 to 12 months in that direction. Well, David, it's great to hear what's going on at Atlas RFID. It's, it's great to see that RFID and your Jovic solution is – is really helping the industry because I think that's more and more what we need. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Peggy. It was really nice spending this time with you. 
All right. As we understand, there's so much more happening in RFID and it offers really this very unique opportunities for the construction industry. You know, as we just learned from tracking materials to tracking your workers, there's a use case in many different areas, I think, in the job site. So listeners, we want to thank uh, Atlas RFID for joining us for this conversation. And that's all the time we have today. But remember, ConExpo, ConAg Radio is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. And we want you to stay up to date on all these technologies and trends impacting the construction industry by subscribing to our 365E newsletter. And you can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. Thank you for tuning in today to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers.